Hi, this is Mark Mohammedpour, and welcome to Chasing the Sun, the show designed for communicators, marketers, and public relations professionals to learn how to incorporate health and wellness, grow in their career, and thrive. You can reach me at chasingthesunpdx.com, email me at mark at chasingthesunpdx.com, or on Instagram or Twitter at markmo, M-A-R-K-M-O-H. Let's get started and join me in Chasing the Sun. This week we are speaking with Megan Gardner, Vice President here at Matter Communications in Portland. Megan recently moved out here from Boston and she is running the, the Portland office at Matter. And we had a really wonderful chat for about an hour. We, we chatted about her career so far, what brought her to Matter, how she travels for business. She and her husband run a family. We talked about that and some of the life changes that, that they had to make coming out here to the West Coast. It was such an engaging time that I had to split it up into two parts. So this is part one. Part two will come next week. I just so appreciate Megan's time. She's a wonderful leader, great person to connect with. I think she's really going to be wonderful for the porn community. And I just appreciate her time. So we're going to spend the next few minutes chatting with her. And next week, we'll wrap up the conversation. Thanks so much and hope you enjoy. Okay. Hi, we are here with Megan Gardner from Matter. I'm so glad to be here. How are you, Mark? I'm doing very well. And yourself? Great. Thank you. It's Friday. It is. It's a beautiful day. It is Friday. We were just talking about how um, here at Matter, you are here and your team is remote and you have obviously built a trust with your team to be able to have them work other places. I just, I think that's, that's just awesome. I think that trust starts at the highest level at Matter. Yeah. It's a company-wide policy. Fridays are remote days. And then we have a tremendous amount of flexibility generally. Yeah. Um, you know, people have lives, and when they need to do things that take them away from their desks, we're okay yeah. with that because we trust that people are getting done what they need to. That is awesome. So I should probably take a few steps back, and before we even talk about Matter, we should we should talk about um, who you are, and you're, you're new to Portland. Yeah. And I just want to hear about what your experience has been like the last few months. Um, you and I know each other through a mutual friend, Colin Alshimer, back in Boston. Yeah. He and shout I out to Colin. Hey, sh- Colin. shout out to Colin and his incredible wife, Alyssa. I yes. worked with them at Weber Shanwick for a long time. And uh, the world is so small. Tiny. Colin is on the East Coast yeah. and began his career largely in Texas. Yeah. Um, along with his wife. Um, and he and I crossed paths um, because we worked very closely together. He was really my right-hand person um, back when I was at uh, my previous agency. Um, so he introduced us, and that was all during the process of me moving here to Portland, yeah. which has been an incredible journey. Yeah. Um, so, yes, yeah, so I began my career um, sort of bi-coastal. Um, I was in Washington, D.C., um, moved out to New San Francisco, and really got my first taste of working in the PR world out there during the go-go years of the <laughs> dot-com boom yes. and the subsequent bust. Um, so that was an amazing time for many reasons, positive and negative. Um, made my way back east, and I was in Boston, in the Boston area, for about almost 20 years wow. before coming out here to Portland. Wow. And, and what's funny is that here in Portland on the West Coast, we definitely think of ourselves as kind of the, the tech hub, right? And there's there's no possibility that any other city could do any kind of tech PR, which is completely wrong. 
as I have found out over the years working with people in Austin and Minneapolis and obviously the Boston area, that's a significant tech hub Mm -hmm. up there, right? Um, So what brought you, what brought you out here to Portland? Opportunity. Yeah. Um, So it it was a, it's a funny story, Mark. So one of my current colleagues, um, she's based in our Boulder office. She was based in Boston for years as well. We had worked together previously twice um, and always really loved working together and stayed in touch as friends. Um, We were meeting up for a drink one rainy night in December in in Boston. And um, this was just last December, December 2018. And um, she said to me, I'm so glad we're getting together because I'm about to get really busy. I'm moving to Boulder. And I said, Boulder? And she said, yes, I'm moving to Matter's Boulder office. And I said, I didn't know Matter had a Boulder <laughs> office. My, my recollection of Matter was that it was um, a maybe small to mid-sized but significant agency in the Boston area. Yeah. I started looking at it more closely and realized we're in six cities around the country. We're 180 people. Um, and I thought, whoa, that's amazing. Yeah. Um, and I took a an even closer look and realized there was this great opportunity to lead the team out here in Portland. Um, my family and I had always talked about moving back to the West Coast, hadn't really nailed down quite when or where, and I thought, well, this seems like serendipity, yeah. so maybe I'll go for it, and it turns out Matter thought I was okay and decided <laughs> to take a chance on me, um, and so I moved out here in April and started started this uh, this position then. That's wonderful. And I definitely want to talk about what your your role is at Matter sure. and what you do. I, I think you know, one of the things I want to bring people on is talk about unique perspectives on how they incorporate health and wellness mm-hmm. and, into PR. Yeah. And obviously, life events impact that. Yeah. You have a family. You made a decision with your family to move cross-country. Yeah. What was that? What was that like for you? Is you're having to ramp up on a, on a, on a new job, yeah. but at the same time, you're moving 3,000 miles away. You have a lot of logistical yeah. things you need to think through. Yeah. What, um, what was going through your mind five, six mo- months ago? Oh, gosh, yeah. Um, it's been hard in some ways, and it's been great in some ways. Um, so my, um, I have a daughter. She's 11. And when we, my husband and I, broke the news to her about the move, um, she was pretty shocked. She was not expecting it. She knew that we had always talked about moving back west. We really liked the lifestyle yeah. in a lot of western cities, yeah. the opportunity, the landscape. Yeah. We're both quite um, active outdoors people, yeah. etc. So um, she knew that that was a conversation, but she's about to start middle school. You know, yeah. it's very tender time in her life. So when we sat around and told her, (laughs) um, my husband being the responsible um, and thoughtful person that he is had said to me ahead of time, we need some talking points. (laughs) Right? It's music to your ears probably, right? I know. Any PR (laughs) professional out there listening would know or or marketing pro knows. It was like, yes, that's exactly (laughs) what we need. We need to be on the same page with a clear, cohesive message to deliver. So I had written up a couple of talking points. He had printed them. We had them together. I hope it, when my husband listens to this, he's not hardly embarrassed. Really, I was so impressed. This is the best practice, excited. right? Yeah. Um, so uh, we had we had our talking points, and we had talked about it, obviously, to, to great lengths. Sat her down, told her we were moving. She burst into tears, which was, of course, very tough. Um, And she was, I think, shocked more than anything. 
And then she took a deep breath and looked at me and said, I'm just so happy for you, Mom. Oh. And exactly. That's I mean, wonderful. I, I, my first thought was, I don't know what I did to deserve that. Like, yeah. that, was, that was amazing. But also, my second thought was, um, we're going to be okay because yeah. we're figuring out how to talk about this. Yeah. And to me, there's a reason for this story, not just to bear my soul about my family. Um, but <laughs> that kind of um, wellness, that form yeah. of communication wellness, that form of um, making a connection with the people who matter most and mm-hmm. really fostering that and making sure that you're paying lots of attention yeah. to it, that was absolutely key to making yeah. this move possible. Yeah. Um, so that kind of starting point, there were lots of ups and lots of downs, yeah. um, but that really, I think, set us up as a family and set me up as an individual to be able to say to myself, yes, I feel confident in this as a professional yeah. decision, but I also can feel great about this as a personal right. decision. Right, yeah, that's wonderful. And I think is is that type of... Uh, sentiment and attitude going in is key. You talked a lot about mental preparation and mm-hmm. obviously you're at a point where you, you have a family. Um, what advice might you have for new professionals who are perhaps at a school, obviously University mm-hmm. of Oregon is big here, it's in yeah. Eugene. A lot of people either come up here to Portland mm-hmm. and they might go to San Francisco, to yeah. Seattle. It's a big life change for them. Yeah. Um, you've moved a few times throughout your career. I think you started in San Francisco, correct, yeah. as your career. Yeah. What advice do you have as a as a new profession? I, and I'll tell you why. For, from my vantage point, I've always lived here in the Portland metro area. So my idea of moving is literally a, <laughs> across town or right. over a river, and that's about it. Yeah. And so I want to bring in people who have had that experience. Yeah. And as a new professional, it's, it's I can't imagine. So it's a pretty significant life yeah. change. What advice would you have for somebody who is uh, starting their career yeah. or, or even where you're at now, yeah. what have you learned? What have I learned? That's a great question. Um, you know, when I think back on the decisions that I've made, especially when I was a younger professional looking to you know, move across yeah. the country twice, yeah. um, I, I think um, people always say trust your instincts, or I feel like that's sort of a, a, one of those cliche pieces of advice. And my problem with that was always, I didn't really know what my instincts were when I was at the start of my career. Everything was so new. So for me, what always worked was um, taking a chance on the opportunities when they were presented to me and and knowing that I would probably regret more the things I didn't do than the things I did do. Um, But on the other hand, the sort of advice I'd give would be... um, Try and be a little bit patient and gentle with yourself. And I know that sounds a little goofy, or maybe that sounds a little goofy, but um, if I had been able to cultivate a little more patience Mm -hmm. with, you're not going to get it right the first time, Mm -hmm. it's okay to take risks. Um, And seeing seeing myself in hindsight and putting myself in the shoes of some younger professionals that I know, um, that striving to do the right thing and be a good professional yeah. and be a good teammate and a good yeah. employee and all that stuff, that's a lot of pressure. Yeah. And it can be hard to remember and to cultivate the habit of you can take a deep breath yeah. before you react. Right. You can, you can think before you yeah. react. You can respond instead of reacting. That's something that... Um, I learned the hard way, yeah. um, and it took many, many years. Yeah. And oh, by the way, I'm still not perfect at it by far. But 
I guess that would be my yeah. advice. You know, take those chances when you can. When you see opportunity, it's okay to go for that. Yeah. I always hate to, you know, see great young professionals um, leave when, you know, but it happens. Yeah. Um, and I don't, I don't uh, begrudge someone going yeah. after that kind of opportunity. Yeah. On the flip side of that, being a little patient with yourself about yeah. mistakes and about yeah. not necessarily knowing what you're doing. Yep. You're absolutely right. It's it's amazing how um, our careers are cemented and founded by the by the first job we have as a professional, the first managers that we have, the bosses, the first clients that we have. These are the people that are impacting our future. And I don't mean that to when I'm speaking to managers and executives here when I'm saying this, I don't mean to put pressure on us, but at the same time, we have to acknowledge that our actions things that we say, the things that we do are impacting people who are 21, 22, 23, because they're looking up to us. And they're, and we have to remind ourselves that we were at that age and yeah. we have to give ourselves grace and we have to give them grace Yeah. And, and build trust and treat them as professionals. Yeah. I feel a tremendous amount of responsibility about yeah. that. Yeah. I, I think you're absolutely right. And it, it can be tough to remember when you're you're under pressure right yeah. as a manager as a leader you're under pressure to perform yeah. you've got people more senior than you that yeah. are expecting things of you so that grace that you're talking yeah. about it, it can be really hard to cultivate um, yeah. but it is so important because yeah. then you show others how to cultivate it absolutely right? absolutely could not agree more yeah. let's talk about your let's talk about matter let's talk okay. about your time here so far so um Tell our audience what is Matter sure. and what's your what's your role here in Portland, sure. and um, and and just talk about what your experience has been like so far here. Absolutely. So Matter is a PR and digital marketing agency. Um, I think I mentioned that we're in six cities around the country. Um, we're about 180 people across multiple disciplines. So PR is really where we got our start, um, just shy of 20 years ago. Um, but we are in all of the marketing areas now, digital, um, paid and organic, social, creative, video, we have full capabilities in all those areas. Um, so my role is as the head of the Portland office here. Um, I look after a team of, we're about 15 and growing, which is fantastic. Um, and my experience has been really um, refreshing and exciting. Yeah. Um, so I, uh, I've been in agencies most of my career. I did spend a few years in-house, which I'm really glad I did and highly encourage. Yeah. Um, if you're an agency um, professional, highly encourage staying open to that. Yes. Um, as, much as, I, yeah, as much as I hate to say that as someone who has, of course, you know, managed people who have decided yeah. to go in-house, yeah. but still, um, it's a really great uh, sort of career path to explore, even if you come back like I did. I, I agree. Yeah. I, I just just a uh, comment on that. When I talk to students a lot, students say, "I get counsel to start my career in agency life. You you get to test out a bunch of different things. You get to try a bunch of different clients. You you get to do, and then I can go on." And I I tell them they're absolutely right. However, if you work on the client side, you are you are getting um, you are getting experience in what that is like in a corporate culture how decisions are made how politics are functioning and that impacts the relationship between the client and the agency and to me i think there's a lot of benefit to that so i hear a lot of students say that to go the agency route and i said yes but there's another side to it that i don't think students are really hearing about and so 
I'm glad that you said that because I, I want to encourage students to see the other side of it because uh, it ultimately will help their counsel yeah. if and when they move to the agency side because they'll understand why decisions are made, why things are being held up, why things are getting accelerated. Yeah. Uh, hearing from executives, different pressures, like they'll, they'll get it. And that's yeah. a little bit more challenging on the agency side. It took me a long time to realize that. Yeah, I think you're right. I think um, being in-house for a while made me a more compassionate agency person because yeah. I could understand the, the machinations and the, and the challenges that my clients are facing that we as agency representatives don't always get to see. Right. And so it can seem baffling, like, why can't they just get back to us about right. that thing? Right. And it made me better able to see everybody has their reasons. Exactly. And and to try and remember that and help clients sort of alleviate that pain yeah. rather than just being frustrated. Right. By it, right. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So you service local clients. I imagine you service clients in other cities. Is that yeah. so? How much do you do you travel? Do you a little bit? Yeah, <laughs> it ebbs and flows. But um, I travel a bit. I travel whenever clients need me to, yeah. wherever they need me yeah. to. So um, back and forth to the East Coast a few times a quarter. Um, we have clients up in the Seattle Bellevue area, mm-hmm. so I'm there. The Bay Area, sure. a bunch of clients there. Um, my team travels a little bit to, for example, trade shows and events, sure. which you could expect. But um, yeah, I'm on the road a bit. Yeah. Know, probably a couple times a month, sometimes more. Yeah. So let's talk about that for a few minutes, sure. if you don't mind. Not at all. When I was in my 20s, yeah. I, I mean, I still travel a, a lot in recent years, but I spent a lot of time in my 20s at trade shows and traveling. And it's no excuse, but it, it definitely impacted my weight and I made poor decisions and that's ultimately how I got to 350 pounds and I don't blame my work at all there it is nobody forced me to eat nobody forced me not to exercise it was just kind of the 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 nature of it it's all on me but at the same time I want to help people understand how they can incorporate health and wellness and make it a priority while they're traveling, while they're in their stress, while they're at trade shows, while they're having mantles. So do, do you, what do you install yeah. to, uh, to make sure that you're set up for success as, as much as possible when you're, when you're on the road? Yeah. Um, well, my yoga mat goes with me everywhere. It does. Yeah, <laughs> it does. I have, um, and you're a yoga instructor. You're I, certified. You're work. Yes. I don't teach anymore. I have for a while, but yes, I got my certification yeah. and all that good stuff. Um, and I practice every day. Um, I usually practice at home, but um, I have this thin version of my at-home practice mat that I take with me. I can fold it into my suitcase yeah. or roll it up or whatever. Um, <laughs> funny side note, I once read an interview with John Waters who mentioned that um, one of his pet peeves in the world is when people do yoga poses in airports. And I thought, oh, I'll never be friends with John Waters. There, right. there was my big chance. Oh my gosh. Um, but I, so, so I have used the yoga rooms in the Chicago Hare Airport and oh. in San Francisco. I don't do a lot of public yoga, like just sort of randomly um, <laughs> you know, hitting a warrior two pose right, right, while, right. while waiting at the gate. But um, I do stretch, you know, I find standing up and stretching yeah. and moving around. Um, I try always to book aisle flights, uh, aisle seats oh, on sure. flights yeah. so that I can walk up and down when I need to. Um, I'm pretty intrinsically motivated. Um, mm-hmm. So I um, I build in time when I'm traveling. I, I like to exercise in the morning. 
then yeah. I know that it's done. Right. Um, and it also just sets me up mentally better for my day. So wherever I'm staying, I get to the gym. I roll out my mat on the on the floor in my hotel room. You can move around furniture pretty easily. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I make room for it. I make yeah. space for it. Um, often early in the mornings. And often that means a really early start. Sure. But I'd rather um, build that into my yeah. day than skip it. Um, so that's that's kind of one of the big things that I do. I also recognize, because my husband and I talk about this a lot, he's very extrinsically motivated. Okay. Like he does really well with like going to an exercise class or Got going it. to a gym. Yeah. Um, and so I really respect that people are not always like me. Right. And know that, so um, one tip that I have is like, before you go as part of your research for whatever you're doing, Lots of gyms and hotels have like guest teachers come in and do spin class right. and stuff like that. Um, there are often studios and gyms around yeah. you that'll do like a guest pass for a day. Yeah. Um, if you can find those, they're often inexpensive yeah. or free. Yeah. Um, and figure figure that out and figure out how to build that in. Um, in terms of eating, like your eating schedule gets thrown off, yeah. your sleep schedule can get thrown off. Um, I will. So I'm a vegetarian. So that actually makes things more complicated sometimes, depending on where I'm traveling. Sure. Here in Portland, I'm spoiled. Right. Everybody's <laughs> got a great veggie burger. Like everybody's yeah. got options. Um, but you know, you travel to lots of places in the world, and it's not yeah. as easy. No. So um, I have to look pretty carefully to find options that yeah. are actually okay. And then I have to let go sometimes of like the need to really hang on to it. Yeah. Um, I once I had a client in Indianapolis uh, for quite a while and um, I had to fly in for meetings and my plane was delayed out of Boston and I didn't get in until 9.30 at night not a lot of restaurants were open oh sure um, so I check into the hotel and I call room service and I'm looking at the menu and they have something called the loaded potato soup oh my gosh right <laughs> and um and I know that like a potato soup, often it's quite creamy and thick, but usually made with milk. So sure. like, I thought maybe that won't be a complete crazy thing to eat. Anyway, I'm telling you this because <laughs> <laughs> I called room service, very nice young man answered the phone, and I said, hi, I um, would like to order, I don't know, that salad thing, and the loaded potato soup. And then I said, does that have bait? And then I stopped myself because I realized I don't want to know if it has bacon. Right. I'm so hungry. You're so hungry to have whatever so you tired. want. And I said, I'll just have the soup. And he said, are you sure, ma'am? And I said, yes, 100%. And I ate it. And I may have had a little bit of bacon in there. And I'm sure I'm horrifying vegans and vegetarians <laughs> everywhere by saying this. But having that flexibility and like yeah. forgiving myself the, yeah. the loaded potato yeah. soup gave me a little bit more peace of mind. Yeah. Um, so I think that... You know that's something that I definitely pay attention to. Um, it's a it's a great attitude to have because I, I think you have to be realistic when you're you're traveling. This is a challenge that I see. I have a lot of respect for people who um, want to do like a low carb diet or keto or something like that. Like you make the decision, go go for it. Absolutely. The challenge is for me, what what do you install when you are getting in? to Indianapolis or wherever at 10 o'clock at night, what are your options going to be? Like, what's your plan B? Right. If you're doing a 30-day challenge, what's, what is your day 31 like? 
Like, I'm never going to tell people go on a particular diet. Like, I can't actually. Like, I'm not a nutritionist or a doctor, and I, yeah. and I can't. So, but my message is, what can you live with the rest of your life, especially in our profession? Yeah. And what choice would you make if you were at home? Right. Probably it wouldn't be the breakfast buffet with, like, the four-egg omelet. Right. Not that, again, I'm not judging. I yeah. Don't, like, right. And, and a four-egg omelet is, is awesome if that's what you're into. But I know that, like, my daily breakfast is not that yeah and so it, my daily breakfast when i'm on the road doesn't need to be that either like yeah. starbucks has a really nice little cup of oatmeal right you know that kind of thing yeah. it's it's um i think it's easier than it ever was i agree to make those choices i agree in the sense of there are lots of options out there yeah but i also fully acknowledge it's not easy to make those choices all the time because right. we're human yeah yeah for me it's a lot of mental preparation i mean when i when I lost my weight, one of the decisions I made was to stop eating scones and drinking mochas, mm -hmm. and I switched to green tea and eating breakfast wrap. And it was a tough decision, but at the same time, I saw that by cutting my caloric intake for breakfast by 70%, that that was gonna have an impact on my weight, that that was something that I could control. And being able to install that process throughout really, really helped, but yeah. it's tough. It's tough when it's at night and your, your guard is down and you're hungry and maybe you're stressed out and you're trying to relieve and um, that's when tough decisions are are made uh, yeah and then it can become this like self critical spiral yeah because right? I mean, you make the decision and right. you feel bad about it yeah. but then it's even harder to make the good decision because you're kind of punishing yourself yeah. that wraps up part one of our two-part discussion with megan gardner stay tuned next week for part two and thank you so much for listening. This is Mark Mohammed for Chasing the Sun, chasingthesunpdx.com. Email me at mark at chasingthesunpdx.com or find me on Twitter or Instagram at markmo, M-A-R-K-M-O-H. I'm here for communicators, marketers, and public relations professionals to incorporate health and wellness into their life so they can grow in their career and thrive. Reach out to me. Let's chat. I want to help. Have a wonderful day. And we'll see you soon. Take care.